major town and go across the tracks in Birmingham, eh? Watch out! Where the fire dog looms like a bird of doom and it shifts and it cracks, eh, Tom, eh? Where the secret lies in the border fires in the humming wires and come on down to the garrison pool. Whatever a proper drink, eh? Tall hands of man in a dusty black coat with the sausage hood in his head, baby. That's right, eh? You want some of this? It's all right, eh? You like some of this and you like some of that, eh? Come on, let's go to the pub. Let's go down to the garrison, eh? Arthur. Watch yourself, Arthur. Maybe we should have a drink. Got the pub. Any goddamn way. Just got done watching Peaky fucking blinders, eh? Bought other Peaky fucking blinders. If you haven't watched Peaky Blinders, this will be a spoiler episode for all of Pe- Pe- Peaky Blinders. So if you're dealing with that sort of thing, you might not want to listen until after you go binge the crap out of it. And once you start, you're going to be through it in a couple weeks at the most because it's great. Great show. believe it was on BBC One. BBC One. BBC Two. BBC One. And... I'm a little late to the party. It started in 2013. (laughs) And I started watching it about a month ago, I guess. It's great having a TV show that you can binge if you're into it after the first couple of episodes. And you know that you can just watch it and watch it and watch it and watch it and watch it. And there's tons more. So I think there's about, what, 30 episodes, 31 episodes altogether. There's about six episodes per season. It's about an hour per episode. You can really rip through it. And a co- you, shit, you can do a, you know, a, if you dedicate your Sundays to it, you could knock it out and you could knock out a season in a day because once you want to it really is that good so it's about this you know family little gang kind of guess based on a real gang in post-world war one birmingham birmingham england bunch of dudes back from world war one none of them none of them are the same everybody's fucked in the head because they fought in france I mean, that was probably one of the grossest wars ever. Everybody's dying all over the place, dying by the thousands, dying by the millions. World War One. everybody comes home, and you got the Shelby family who own a bar and got a little gambling operation going in the back room. So Thomas, we see Thomas Shelby right at the beginning fixing some bets, and you could tell right away that he's the man. Thomas Shelby, yes. Arthur, come on, Arthur. Arthur grab your books so i've been trying to do my thomas shelby and that kind of sucks but arthur's much easier i eh? it's much easier to do see i tom i tom you got the family business going there you got john the younger brother and then finn the even younger brother and then you've got aunt polly paul they call her aunt polly she's kind of helping out running the show and you kind of just see this family gang expand and grow throughout the seasons. Every season kind of has its own 
main plot that arcs all the way through the first season's like oh we went to steal some we went to steal some motorcycles and found some a whole shitload of guns and Winston Churchill's looking for him so this is like 1919 I don't know what Churchill was back then but he I, he might have just been a member of parliament but he wasn't the prime minister or anything I don't think so that whole season comes like oh and then and then you get Sam Neill who shows up with the weirdest accent I don't know if he's a, I think he's actually New Zealand a New Zealander but I think he's Irish or something like that in this in this and he shows up and then the, the Thomas's love interest shows up and she's working at the bar but of course she's working with the dude and everybody's just backstabbing everything's everybody's going through that and meanwhile the Shelby's are like yeah well we can do let's just do this gambling thing maybe we can let's let's try the horses they're doing the horses they're betting on the horses and kind of building on that meanwhile they're just, they're killing people and the peaky blinders is based on up the what is it? it's the peaky hat and all these dudes sew razor blades into their hat <laughs> i think they call them newsboy hats here so they they called blinders because they're known for using the razor blades in their hats to uh, blind people. Yeah. So they do that. They kill a bunch of people. And of course, I, I, I like it when there's gangster gangster things and it's just uh, it's just killing people. It's just like another thing. And they, they most of the time they just get away with it or they have their, their dudes just take care of stuff. And <laughs> That's how it goes. By the way, I'm Johnny Cobazo. This is 30 Podcasts in 30 Days. We're raging on into day eight here. I've got two fantasy football drafts coming up later tonight at the same time. Uh, one of Mishy's, Mishy, who claims he never did this, but Mishy said that he was doing his draft at 8 Eastern, so I did mine at 9.30, and then I turn around, and oh, his is at 9.30 too, so I've got one other, one dude that's in both of them, so he's gonna have to, he's gonna have to draft both things, uh, both ones at the same time, but what do you, what can you do, and I haven't prepared at all, so I'm just gonna pretty much go with what they have ranked, and I'm gonna try to steal players from other, I'm gonna reach and do that, but that's what I'm not, I'm not talking about that yet, <clears throat> Meat Master is supposed to come over, but I haven't heard from him in a couple days, so maybe not. Anyway, yeah, Killian Murphy, Killian, Cillian, he, he's Thomas Shelby. He's the main dude, and he is awesome in this. And he's probably sick of making Peaky Blinders by now because he's been in it for seven years or whatever. But it seems like it would be fun. It takes place in post-World War One Birmingham. I'm sure Birmingham doesn't look anything. Birmingham, 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 Birmingham. It's in Birmingham, and then there's all different. They, they make it down to London every once in a while, and they get a bunch of they they run into trouble all the time. So that's what they do. Um, they're kind of small time when they start out, and then they, by the the end of the show, they're Thomas Shelby ends up being a member of Parliament, which is pretty funny. It kind of takes off after a while. Just Shelby just keeps getting more and more ambitious and. Uh, the the hooker that it, he talks his brother out of marrying a hooker because I don't know he said he loved her and then he's like well I'll tell you what I used to visit her and then he was like well maybe we shouldn't get married 
And oddly enough, he ends up marrying this girl, this woman who, you know, was a working girl. And they have, because they have a kid together. Didn't really see her much at the end there in season five. They kind of just didn't pay any attention to her. And they didn't pay attention to, uh, well, people come and go. So first they're like, well, we can run this track. And then they try to branch out into other tracks and of course there's other guys other people working those tracks and they're like well maybe we can take this business from them and then he finds this other other ga- gang and next thing you know the that the first gang that they come across i guess he ends up teaming up with because i think johnny dogs is a member of a rival gang but he's i guess they weren't even they weren't even a threat after a while because he ends up they up they end up working together. Why was that? Because one of them married the other one. One of his girls married one of uh, oh that was John. That was John's John's wife was one of those other ones. And the Shelby family they they say they're gypsies, so that's funny because they kind of get gypsies are kind of looked down on. But back when gypsies were actually gypsies, as in we've got some carts and some horses and we just roam the countryside doing whatever we want to and we'll tell your we'll tell your future and all that kind of thing so that's fun i like that a character development through the seasons is awesome got a lot of guys coming it's great that they didn't totally go the game of thrones route some people die but not everybody dies i mean they they really i was looking at all these all these characters thinking okay we've got a long way to go I don't know who's going to die, but luckily not that many of the main characters die, even though they all deserve to die a thousand times over, of course. So it, it definitely, the show won a bunch of awards. I can't, I'm totally <laughs> seven years late to the party, but if you're thinking about watching the Peaky Blinders, maybe this will help you, even though I don't think I'm really doing it much. I ain't doing it much, much help, but everybody, everybody's it's one of those things where if you die, you're not necessarily dead because a lot of people get shot. It's that's another thing I like about it. They <laughs> like getting shot is no big deal. They don't even really go to the doctor. They're like, Oh, hold on. Let me just get some tweezers here. Uh, take a drink of whiskey and I'll just rip this thing out for you. And then we'll sew you up and you'll be back on the streets as soon as you can. <laughs> I guess the first big thing is that, well, eventually, Polly, we find out that Polly, Aunt Pole, Polly, has a son that she gave up or was taken away from her at some point. And Tommy ends up finding the dude. Of course, this is before internet. This is before they they get radio and cars eventually. But in the first couple of seasons, I don't even think they had cards. This is cars. This was 1919. So by the end of season five, they're into the 30s. So at the end of a lot of the episodes or the end of a lot of the seasons, they're just like, okay, we're fast forward in a couple years. This happened and this happened and this happened. So just go with us. We're just starting over kind of each season. And one guy was just mysteriously dead. Uh, Ada's boyfriend, who was a known communist who was against everybody and then at the end of that season he ends up tagging up and showing up with a big machine gun that they the, all the of all those guns that tommy found he was just like okay we'll give you this back uh sam neil because i'm sick of you being on my back but i know where they're at but you got to do something for me so tommy's just wheeling and dealing with uh, 
with uh, Sam Neill in his weird ass accent while Sam Neill and Tom's girlfriend who's working at his bar are also teaming up against him. She ends up falling in love with him and resigning from her post. But Sam, Sam is just a, he's a, just as much of a dirtbag. I kind of got sick of him really fast because he just talks weird and he's a jerk. And he's you know, the law enforcement. I mean, he was just, you didn't, nobody wanted to like him, especially if you, unless you were rooting for the Shelbys to get their ass kicked, which you, you don't, I don't know. They do a lot of bad things and you always keep thinking Thomas Shelby is going to, well, he, he, he threatens to kill himself a lot. He stares down the barrel of loaded guns many times and <laughs> just, just, he deserves to die. They all deserve to die. And Arthur, Arthur, Arthur. Arthur, Arthur, go do what you must do, Arthur. Arthur Shelby's just, he's whacked out the most from the war, and he's just hammering drinks. It's funny how everybody, every fucking scene, they have somebody, they're drinking and smoking. I mean, every, like Killian Murphy, I don't, I wonder how many thousands of cigarettes he had to go through as they're, because literally 99% of the scenes that he's in, He's, he's showing up somewhere and grabbing a smoke and grabbing a drink. And they're just drinking wh whiskey. They just drink neat. They drink it neat in little glosses. They don't even, I mean, I probably, they probably don't even have ice back then. I don't know when they started making ice for people and ice boxes and the ice man. Because I, I didn't see any ice man cometh. So they, it, 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 every season builds up and they always have some sort of showdown at the end of each season whether it's at the racetrack or if it's a war with the the, the jewish dudes down in london who what's that guy's name tom uh oh everybody knows him and i don't know what the hell he's in he was in that one movie that i didn't like about the people in world war ii alfie solomon's uh Tom Hardy, that dude. Tom Hardy. I don't really know what he was in, but apparently he's a good actor. I mean, he's Alfie Solomon's is fucking great. It's almost like every freaking line that he has is good in the show. Oh, he was in Band of Brothers. Okay. He was in Star Trek. He's in the BBC, and he has a. He talks really weird. I love the way he talks in because you can't. I don't even. I don't know. Anyway, he was in a lot. Of, I guess he's in a lot of stuff, and he's a heartthrob. Whatever, he's good, and he yeah, he might die a couple times, get gets risen back up. And there's also some Game of Thrones characters scattered throughout here. Of course, Littlefinger's in it. Aiden Gillen. He he comes in what I think about season four, season three. Abarama Gold. I've never heard anybody named Abarama, but that's a, a great name. <laughs> And um, oh, who else is in that? I think Kyburn's in it. No, wait, that was The Crown. Okay, so I'm watching The Crown too. I was watching The Crown too at the same time, so I, I'm kind of kind of getting mixed up. And there's between The Crown and Peaky Blinders, there's a good amount of Game of Thrones people. Grand, uh, Master Kyburn's in, or I'm sorry, Maester Kyburn is in The Crown, and so is. Grand Maester, what's his nuts? Or no, no, the Maester at uh, Winterfell. That guy's there. So maybe I should just keep talking about that other shit. <clears throat> no, try to uh, stay on target here. The Shelbys, the story of the Shelbys, and it's just great how they shoot this. It's just 
and apparently the main street isn't even in Birmingham. It's in it's in Liverpool. There's this one little. I think it's a Water Street or something like that. A lot of things happen on it in the show, especially in the early ones. It's just dirty, and you just you always see the the the, the smokestacks and the mills or whatever in the background. And at one point, Thomas owns the, the he owns some companies and he owns this company, and you always got the communist threat coming. And I, the communists they make the communists seem like they're pretty poorly organized and. Next thing you know, Thomas is scrapping them out or selling them out to the the government, and I, I don't even figure, I don't even know is whose side Thomas Shelby is on. Of course, he's on his own side. So he ends up getting elected <laughs> to, to to Parliament, which would be like a Congress a Congress person in America, I guess. Oh, geez, it's just everybody's dirty and everybody's got something going on, and nobody has nobody else has anything, but. Thomas Shelby goes from rags to riches because he's got personality and gumption, I suppose. And the family just keeps going. And at one point, dude, uh, one of the one of the Shelbys is killed. Oh, oh, the Italians come in season three. Of course, it was that that was pretty funny. They went from local gangs to branching out to Italian guys coming in. So the I guess it was was that season four. Season four was the Shelby's against the Italians because Tom had killed some, they killed the wrong dude who was, he was connected. So his son who's uh, like comes from New York and <laughs> the way this dude talked, he talked just, I mean, he talked like somebody making fun of, of, um, Vito Corleone and the Godfather. He's just talking like this, you know, and it, uh, somehow it works because everybody's talking so funny anyway. Adrian Brody. He's he's Luca Changretta. <laughs> and he's just I, I bet he had a really good time talking. I don't is he American or is he he's he's from New York. Okay. He, yeah, he's uh, talking like I'm just going to play it like Vito Corleone. Uh, you killed my father. I'm going to kill you. Meanwhile, Thomas Shelby's making gin. He's making room. They're shipping everything out. So the kid, uh, Polly's kid, Michael, Michael, he ends up going from zero to almost taking taking everything over. He was just a kid who just turned eighteen, living in the country when they showed up and said, "Hey, uh, this is your real mom. Want to come be a gangster?" And he's like, "Um, uh, maybe." But then they're like, "Well, we're just going to make him the head of the." The legit business, and he that works for a little bit until he ends up getting his feet wet and killing people and getting shot and going to America and fucking things up. <laughs> and, and next thing you know, it's 1929, and season five starts with the stock market crash of 1929. They lose all their money. It's pretty funny that they, they lose all their money in the beginning of season five, but they kind of just quit paying attention to that after a while. It's like, well, how about we'll just make up some stuff? And then, oh, what do you know? Opium. Hey, these Chinese dudes got seven, uh, I don't know, two couple tons of opium. We're shipping to San Francisco. Want to help us out here? And they start, okay, yeah, well, there's a, there we go. You got to get this opium in up, up the river here in these little boats. And the, luckily we got a guy with the boat down there that can hide everything. And all the cops are on our side and yada, yada, yada. And can you trust the Chinese people? I don't know. Can you trust it? And then next thing you know, there's a fascist, there's fascism involved. So they go from fighting the communists, which seemed just like a warm up act. They really weren't that much of a threat. Although 
the fascists, those are the ones that you got to watch out for. Communists are like, yeah, you know, we want to try something, but for the most part, we really don't know what we're doing. But then the fascists are just like, get out of my way or I'll kill you. And that's where season five left off. Of course, the big showdown of never goes, never, nothing ever goes according to plan. And that's what somebody let it let it slip. And Abarama Gold, uh, spoiler alert, gets killed in the last uh, episode. Yeah, like I say, like I say, if you've already watched it, then you're relating with this. But if you haven't, it's kind of uh, it's fun. It's really fun. It's really. I don't know. It kind of has no regard, very little regard for human life. So you really just don't really care about people after you watch a few episodes of it. And you really want to drink whiskey and chain smoke. I mean, the the amount of cigarettes is just amazing. And in one point, like in season three, I think, Thomas Shelby, who I, I, it was, I don't know if it was an acting choice that they asked him to do it, but he actually wasn't doing it towards the end. He would take the cigarettes out. And it, in the first couple seasons, it was just a pack of cigarettes. But then as he started getting richer, he pulled out. He had this nice little cigarette container, you know, that kind of flips up and you pull out your cigarettes. So he had that. And then it, he, had a crap, he had a crappy lighter, but now he has a really cool lighter. So he just kind of worked that up. But he was doing this thing with the cigarettes where he would rub it across... He would rub it back and forth in his mouth before he lit it. I don't know if he was spreading the love around, but it was pretty funny. And I was thinking he probably just had it. He was like, dude, I, you know how many fucking cigarettes I got to light for this fucking thing? I, I, I should do something with it. And he, he takes them out and just kind of... It's, it's almost like putting on lip gloss, but you've kind of got the lip gloss in your mouth a little bit. <laughs> and then Polly, who also is always smoking cigarettes, she's smoking the Moors. I wonder if they ever... The, the, they were like the brown ones. Remember Moors? I don't know if they make Moors, but they were the, what all the, uh, the older ladies smoked when I was a kid. They were long. They were really long and really skinny, but she would put... She puts the cigarette in her teeth when she, when she lights them, which is odd. You know, I kind of, if uh, any of you smokers, I'm, I would be surprised if any of you put the cigarette in your teeth when you, because then, then you've got half the, uh, half the filter in your, in your mouth, but that's what she does. Great acting choice on her part. I don't think, uh, well, everybody smokes and it's a, that's another thing about the crown too. Everybody smokes in the crown except the queen. And I think Prince Philip actually quit smoking at one point. But there was a lot of, in those early, early seasons, there was a lot of smoking. And I get, you know, can, it's hard to believe that even 20 years ago, shitloads of people smoke. I mean, around me, it's just too many people fucking still smoke. It's just ridiculous. If you smoke, fucking quit. I quit cold turkey a long time ago. You can do it too. If I can do it, anybody can do it. So quit fucking smoking. Stop being an infant and quit smoking. There's plenty of other ways to die that are more fun. <laughs> Of all the vices you have, that's the easiest one to take out. Take out the smoking. We're, take out the smoking and cut down on drinking. Not saying don't drink at all, but to cut it down. Don't drink every day. Or don't smoke and drink in every scene. I, it would be funny to have like a, a Peaky Blinders day <laughs> where you just, every time you walked in a room, you had a, you had a glass of whiskey and a smoke. <laughs> hey, Tom, I... And then as, as the seasons go on, they get into Coke 
and opium, which the opium come and they all the opium and the coke come in these little glass vials. So they're either glug glug and they have a great sound with it. There's a little like if they're doing the opium, it's liquid. I don't, who knows what it is, you know. But they they pop the cork off and it's like a little glug 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 glug. glug, glug. Great sound there, and then if the, the, the cocaine's in the same thing, and they're just doing coke all the time, just on everything, pouring it out, snorting it up, just like a like, well, time to start the day. Cup of coffee, fucking glass of whiskey, cigarette and coke, and then later on at night we'll give it, we'll do some opium, or whatever form that is. <laughs> it's just raging, and I, I I just don't. The smoking is just it's abs it's ridiculous. I mean, they they should just call, they should just call this like smoking in the early 20th century, <laughs> smoking in England, and the and, and I know it's a, a great way to uh, project that they're all under stress, but I mean it's fucking, oh, it's it's almost like uh, Tourette's. It's like it's Tourette's. You can't stop it. They just have to smoke every scene every fucking scene they're smoking and oh yeah so it, it's really if you like the gritty i i, I what would i compare it to in, in it's it's kind of like the sopranos story wise where you've got a family and people come and go and they're doing crimes and people die and, people show, and other people show up and there's always the cops hanging around but they're dirty too yeah, so that part of it is pretty easy to digest. I, the whole thing is easy to easy to digest. Now, if you're too much of a cracker, American cracker, you might have a problem with the accents. Um, that's just something you're going to have to work on yourself. I cannot understand, I can't understand what they're saying. Put the fucking closed captioning on like you do for Game of Thrones. I always watch Game of Thrones with the closed captions on because... There's always making they're always making reference to names and places I don't know about. Same thing with Peaky Blinders. Always watch it with closed captioning. And if you have a problem with closed captioning, work on yourself. Okay, you got to do a lot of work on yourself anyway. While you're quitting smoking, try to watch TV with the closed captions on because reading helps your brain, right? Just like doing crossword puzzles. So if you really want to get it on, put it, and it's not hard. Closed captions aren't hard. Just learn how to look up and down, look up and down, and then you can, okay, got it, got it, got it. And it gets things into your head better too. So there, got that, got that going for us. Peaky Blinders in Birmingham. And then we go to London. And sometimes you go up to, they, you know, they're, 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 they're taking, they're taking bets on horses and then they're controlling the the horse the ho the horse racing and then they're when soccer starts coming around they start buying out the refs and <laughs> doing all that kind of shit for the games meanwhile you've got opium coming from china going through up to liverpool and you've got they had a bunch of shit going on in america that no they, there's no scenes in america but they just go across america could you imagine i mean imagine where i mean that was a thing in the 19 in the in the teens well, the 20s, I guess. That was still when everybody was hammering over here, coming over here with reckless abandon, settling the new world. Yeah, isn't immigration a great thing? Oh, yeah, it, it, it is. And you know what? It is if people come from other countries, too. You got that? Yeah, it is. It's okay. It's a great story when people come from any country here. Yeah, and you don't care if it's legal or not, so get off of that. Okay? Okay. The Shelbys, great uh, family, and... 
I wonder what their plans were. Yeah, they kind of leave us like what. Usually, you get some resolution at the end of the series, or the end—I'm not the end of the series, but the end of the season. Something happens, but man, this last season was just like, dude, the fascist, the like Hitler—I don't know, English Hitler. I don't know what sort of fascist movement there was in the 30s in England. I mean, I guess what well, I mean, fascism was definitely, it was kicking ass in Italy and Germany and maybe Japan. I wonder if it got, I don't know if it got too much of a foothold in America, but it probably got a foothold in Britain too. And it's funny how Churchill's a character in the show too throughout, um, but they really don't, you know, he just kind of comes in every once in a while and he's always got the gigantic cigar like whoever whoever made this show they're they're absolutely obsessed with smoking maybe it's just like a fuck you to people saying you can't smoke in tv shows anymore i don't know because i think they made a rule at some point i think in movies too it's like no you guys gotta you guys gotta quit smoking in movies because back in the day i mean everybody smoked every it was just like that it's almost like a nod to old style movies everybody's smoking (laughs) I mean, it's just, it's absolutely a ridiculous amount of smoking. So there's that. It's totally fun in a sick, uh, fatalistic way. You're, you're really riveted. You're really riveted by the characters and you're really, really, you're, I don't know if you're waiting for Thomas Shelby to die. You're not really doing that. Cause he's just kind of, he's always got a plan. And if I, to make another, <laughs> I think Julian from trailer park boys is kind of like the Thomas Shelby of the trailer park he's just always i wonder if they took well that show's been around forever too and i just started watching that so julian's always got to wait he's like all right i got a plan to make some money and he's always got a drink in his hand too Hmm. at least they're not smoking well actually no some people are smoking in trailer park boys but not the main oh no that's no uh ricky is julian doesn't smoke i don't think and i don't think bubble smokes either so yeah then then after john gets killed in like season three by the italians it's like oh okay well now i guess nobody's safe arthur i mean they people got put in jail arthur and polly got put in jail at the end of one season <laughs> like oh shit now what uh everybody get polly uh did polly get shot i don't think she got shot arthur definitely got shot more than once thomas shelby got shot i mean he almost gets he almost gets killed a lot but he seems to be just killing you know just he's falling upward almost but now he's a member of parliament and then he befriends this fascist and he can't tell if that he's trying to get ahead of the fascist but the fascist is always one step ahead of him meanwhile he has a kid with with uh lizzie the the working girl turned well then she starts working for the company then she's kind of a mom um and this guy the 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 fascist is like i want to bang her because i used to bang her when i came to town and, and thomas is like no don't make me kill you he's like oh you won't kill me old man <laughs> and there's just like they always make re- they make a lot of references back to the war too how they're all affected by the war which really i mean ptsd they the ptsd wasn't a diagnosis they didn't have antidepressive they didn't have antidepressants back then and they had alcohol Nobody's smoking any weed though, and the, the, they're doing a lot of, a lot of cocaine as a, and a lot of opiates, but nobody's smoking weed. 
Nothing, but they're all dealing with PTSD in their own way, and none of them are over it. I mean, could you imagine being in like in the trenches, trench warfare? No, I couldn't, and I'm glad I didn't have to. And I feel for all the people who were forced to do that by their government. Um, anyway, post World War One, Birmingham, England. <sighs> glad I wasn't there. I think about my grandfather, who was born in like 1905, and my grandma was born in 1910. So they would have, you know, they went through that same. They were kind of about that age. Um, luckily, they weren't in Birmingham, England. But they worked at steel mills and all that, you know? So, whole different world. Whole different world from today. But it's funny how the telephone, they didn't have telephones at the beginning, and now, then, they had, then they had telephones. They didn't have cards at the beginning, and then, then they got cards, cars, and they, they mix in the technology of the times. And the girls definitely mix in like the style of the time they, they go from i don't even know what 1919 was but they all went kind of flappers through like roaring 20s and now their 30s are kind of depression fashion i don't know what that is <laughs> their haircuts kind of change with the times which is that's cool um thomas is haunted by his did he get to marry her i'm not sure if he married the girl but he had a kid with the the girl who was spying on him and she she got shot and she comes back and visions which is pretty funny i mean not funny funny but funny in a weird way i think they were just like man we shouldn't have killed her she's too hot anyway she comes back who knows if these shows that they actually have an ultimate ultimate goal or if they just start off and say well i got two seasons worth of material let's see if we can buy this and next thing you know it's a hit and everybody's making money off of it like well we got to write some more shit and it really did go from small time to big time i mean now what the hell are they gonna do I don't know where it stands and how fucking long are we going to have to wait for another season? I read that it might be like late 2021, maybe even 2022. It's amazing how they said it takes six months to to edit uh, a season, six episodes, six hours of TV takes it takes six months, a month, a month of editing per episode. That's fucked up. I mean, today, why would that take so long? Oh, yeah, well, you go try to edit. Um, if you check out my Instagram, uh, Johnny Cabasa Rocks, I make one-minute videos, and I put a lot of work into it. takes hours to get that one minute because I do things like that. You know, I make I, – I, first, I'll shoot some, shoot some videos, which involves making some stop motion and then make some original music for it and then make some pixel loop with some still photos, and then you got to edit it together, and then you get the music in there. Next thing you know, I've spent way too much on it. I'm making one, one fucking minute of video. So I guess if you take that by and multiply it by 60 to make a 60-minute thing, whoo-wee. Yeah, editing. Ugh. Everybody thinks they'd like to make make movies or make TV shows or stuff like that. Sit down and try to edit something. I mean, if 30 seconds if you know what you're doing, unless it's just one. I'm not talking about fucking videos of your dog or your kids or anything like that. I'm talking about sticking something together that comes from a lot of different sources and trying to make something out of that. That is hard. That's where the the rubber meets the road. Yeah, you can dream up stuff all day. And you can talk about it, but when you actually comes to putting the work in, you know it's ninety nine percent perspiration and one percent inspiration, Mister Edison. Yep, that's right. Go get my fucking light bulb, Johnny. <laughs> what else can I say? Great characters. 
Um, great. I wouldn't. Uh, the storylines are really good. I'm not going to say they're absolutely great. Is it one of the best shows ever? It's it's uh it's probably it's top fifty. I would say top 50 ever i'd have to sit down and think about that and the music's really the 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 music is anachronistic it's not just stuff that you would think should be for the times they actually take modern music of a certain kind and mix it in which is really it works um is it uh, nick cave and the bad seeds they do the original theme song which performed by johnny kielbasa as as Arthur Shelby, um, and that would be Johnny Cobas on the twelve string recorded as well. That's a B. That's uh that's a twelve that's a it's a one four five progression in B. So it's a B minor as the one and then E is the four and then the F sharp is the five. So it's pretty easy to play. But then they, they also had I like how they they would work they would work the theme song in because it kind of has a slow build, and then right when they say, with a red roy, and it's just boom, Peaky Blinders. And then after a while, they had other people doing the theme song, which was, that was fun. And then after a while, they just kind of just, they didn't even bother with the lead in. So there's that. <laughs> music sweet. I, I, it, it's, I don't know if it's music that I would want to listen to all the time because it's really like brooding I mean, Nick Cave, if you know any, him, is just like, we're all medicine and it for me. It's a slow, slow growlers of desperation. Yeah, that's what it is. The slow growlers of desperation. It's going to be my, uh, it's going to be my emo punk band. So I think I'm going to stop there. Peaky Blinders, if you want to talk about it, shoot me a, shoot me a DM on Twitter. That's Johnny Kilbasa. I'm going to wrap it up here. A little bassoon for you. I want it, Tom. I'm crocking up, Tom. We'll see you tomorrow. 30 podcasts in 30 days. Keep listening. Go back and binge. We got about three over 300 episodes that you can listen to, too. And they're timeless because we don't really talk about anything. Go back and enjoy yourselves. Subscribe. Tell your friends. Thanks. I'll see you on the radio or tomorrow or yesterday. I'm Johnny Kobasa.